Hello, interwebs. How you doing today? How you doing, Calvin? Doing all right. How about you? Oh, not too bad, man. As usual, you know, the typical opener, you know. We just kind of yep, roll with yep. it, right? <laughs> <laughs> so today, everybody, we have a, a very interesting episode for you all. We are going to do an episode on anti-gravity and the different, um, uh, some of the different scientists over time that have looked into this and some of the technologies that uh, we are aware of or some for some people not aware of. Right, my dude? Yes, sir. That's right. That's right. Uh, so to begin... Uh, anti-gravity theory kind of came up with Nikolai Tesla, as we discussed in our uh, Nikolai Tesla video. Uh, yep. But he only really touched upon it. Uh, there was another guy. Let's see. And... Uh, his name was Thomas Townsend Brown. And he actually is the guy that really figured this stuff out. Did you know that, Calvin? I did not. You did not know that? I did not know that. Oh my gosh. This was actually in 1921, uh, where he conducted an experiment uh, where he was trying to figure out uh, whether gravitational forces are weaker on negatively charged matter uh, and he was doing this with Dr. Byfield at uh, Princeton University. So that's pretty cool stuff. And there's lots I'd of say. interesting uh, information out there on the web uh, for, for that gentleman. So you should definitely go check that out. And uh, he developed a, um, a, uh, a principle called the Byfield-Brown principle in regards to how how forces work. Uh, some of the things to, some of the, um, uh, technology today that probably incorporates anti-gravity to some extent is the B2 bomber due to its triangular shape. Uh, it definitely has an, uh, anti-gravity variant to the jet model. So, yep. which a lot of people don't know. So, um, there's actually been some really interesting sightings over the year of people seeing craft close up, anti-gravity craft close up, or even UFOs, whatever you want to call them. And one of the biggest um, sightings for this happened uh, in England at uh, Randall Randall's... Cram Forest in England. I believe that's the way you say that. Randall's Cram? Randall's. So. Randall Ham. Randall's Ham Forest. Yeah, there you go. Where a couple of, uh, there was two or three guys there and they, they were witness to a, to a craft. And they got actually so close to it that they could see writing on the outside wall. It was a triangular craft and they could see the writing very, oh. very clearly. So, uh, if you're ever interested, you should look that, um... Look that incident, uh, that incident up. It's uh, actually pretty interesting. Um, more mainstream 
type stuff that was actually just released in 2016 that you may or may not know about was another patent by the same individual who released the patent for the uh, free energy device, Salvatore Pias. He actually released a patent for a triangular-shaped uh, craft called the Hawk. Uh, and the Hawk means hybrid underwater aircraft. So this thing can actually go underwater and it can fly in the air at the same time. And when it goes underwater, it does not leak because the, the fields generated by the anti-gravity device Great prevent water from actually leaking into the craft, which is actually pretty friggin' cool. Uh, so let's take a look at that patent very quickly, and then we'll get into some other stuff. So let's take a look here. Oh, shit. And here's the patent right here. Can you see that, Calvin? Yep. Okay. So this patent can be found on Google Patents again. If you uh, All you got to do is type up Salvatore Pius. You can see it up there in the inventor field. And it's a craft using inertial mass reduction device. So let's take a look at what it says. Abstract. A craft using an inertial mass reduction device compromises of an inner resonant cavity wall, an outer resonant cavity, and microwave emitters. The electrically charged outer resonant cavity wall and the electrically insulated inner resonant cavity wall form a resonant cavity. The microwave emitters create high-frequency electromagnetic waves throughout the resonant cavity causing the resonant cavity to vibrate in an accelerated mode and create a local polarized vacuum outside the outer resonant cavity wall. So what does that mean? So basically you have two hulls, one inside the other one. And it's between these two walls that the magic happens because this is where the electrons start moving. And they can actually not only create anti-gravity, but this system, using the microwave emitters, can also steer the craft. So, depending on which way the electrons are going in the cavity walls, that will dictate which direction the craft is actually going. And the really cool thing about this patent is, as you can see, uh, it was filed in 2016 by the U.S., most likely the, uh, uh, it is the uh, Secretary of the Navy. But, if you look down further, what does it say under status? It says active it is active and if you actually read the article further they also say that it is a functional they have tested this thing and it works okay so that's pretty cool and uh one of the craft and if you're familiar with ufos that this this principle uses is the lockheed martin skunk works tr3b it is the identical thing that uses this, okay? And you should probably know that uh, the reason the Navy did this is because Hillary Clinton leaked all the information uh, from the secret space program to the Chinese. And that's why the Navy wanted to patent it. This way, if the Chinese started developing crafts, similar craft, they could actually pursue them in court, which is most likely what's, what's going to happen. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool, eh, Calvin? 
Yes, sir. All that's right, awesome. all right. So that's the Salvatore Pius patent, and you should definitely look into that further. Let's take a look at a website from Boeing for a second here. Okay. And this patent actually from Boeing that they filed is also in regards to to electronic propulsion systems that are also used. All I did was, if you look under classifications, uh, under the left side of the document, you can see a little blue number there. And this is where I picked that up. Uh, so if you go back to, turn this off, go back to here, you can see it right here. Can you see my mouse moving around that? Yep. Okay, so this is, the, this is what I, I clicked on, okay? So, methods and apparatus for performing propulsion operations using electric propulsion systems. Abstract. Methods and apparatus to methods and apparatus for performing propulsion operating operations using electric propulsion system are disclosed. An example method includes deploying a space vehicle, including an electric propulsion system, and using the electric propulsion system for attitude control and orbit control. No other propulsion system provided to enable the attitude control and the orbit control. So that's definitely, and that's filed by Boeing, okay? That should tell you something, that they know about this stuff, because they definitely know about this stuff. All right, just like Lockheed Martin does. All right. So let's just close that off here. All right. There we go. There we go. All righty. Now, with some of our research, some of the oldest or earliest technology that was seen was actually developed, believe it or not, by the Nazis in Germany, pre-World War hmm. II, okay? And it can be argued that they either got their technology from uh, occult writings that they found, or they used Townsend's uh, principle in combination with what Tesla found, or... There's the other theory where, and this this could actually be happening at the same time. It's not an end or it's 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 together. That some of the technology was derived from um, um, the Varel Society, uh, specifically Maria Orsic, who who apparently had channeled information from a, from some Nordic ETs. And they were given her plans and schematics to build out a large spacecraft to take her and her buddies to their world or whatever it was. Um, but unfortunately, the Nazis got a hold of that and they used it in a negative con connotation. War. So, yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> and one of the coolest thing, first the first thing that the Nazis developed was the belt. Right, Calvin? Yes. The Nazi bell. So let's take a look at the, the Nazi, Nazi bell, bell quickly, okay? Let's see what we got going on here. All right, so there you have it. Now, the bottom photograph is actually taken from one of the Wolfenstein games, but it's actually a really good 
depiction of what it looked like. And it can be, the, the size can be argued, okay? Uh, mm-hmm. Whether it's smaller or bigger. Um, Igor Kit, Kitrowski, he wrote a book on this. Uh, he claims that it's only eight or nine feet high with a, with a, with a diameter of about two meters. And then uh, other people would say that it's about 15 feet high with about an eight foot span. So who knows, but it's really, it doesn't really matter, okay? So, and the picture on the top right side is a, a depiction of when they were first testing this device. It was chained to this kind of kind of um, hedge-looking um, cement um, frame, base. okay? And we're going to get into that more in a second. And they chained it to there because they didn't know what was going to happen if it was just going to shoot off in the air and that would be the end of that. Uh, so they just wanted to make sure it was secure. Now, uh, what's inside this thing is two oppos- oppositely spinning um, um, cylinders, I guess yeah. you would call it. Uh, they counter-rotate to each other. And in that is what the Germans would call Serum 525 or more typically known as red mercury. Okay? And they put this stuff inside there, spin it at about 10,000 RPM, at about a uh, about two atmospheres, which is basically room temperature, or room pressure, and this thing would, once it's, it, it reached its um, maximum velocity, this thing would actually lift. Okay? Right out of the air. Because it, it forms like this bubble around it, the zero-G bubble around it, just like a bumblebee. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, similar to the OTCX1 type of thing too, uh, and that's what gives us uh, uh, lift. Okay, now it can also be argued that the bell was not—you know—it was kind of like the initial starting point of various. Technologies, not only anti gravity, but also free energy too. Yeah, and also some some other electric uh, theories. Okay, uh, so now because people try to pin it specifically as an anti grav device, but I don't think that's actually accurate. I think they it was the beginning point for multiple different types of scientific study. All right. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'll turn that off. Now let's look at this thing a little more here. Where is it? Uh, Oh, yeah. So here's a picture here of of where the bunker, the dumb, deep underground military base for the Nazis was located. All right? Uh, You can kind of tell right there. Can you see that, Calvin? Yeah, it's very small on my screen. Yeah. I can't I read it. You can't read it? No. And I don't think I can actually zoom that thing in. Could you so, stretch it? We're kind of stuck. You, uh... <laughs> but it is available out there in, uh, on the internet to take a look at. Sorry about that. i got to try and figure out how to zoom these pictures a little better. So maybe I can just select it. And yeah, resize it. There you resize go. Resize it. There we go. It'll just drag it. There, that's better for everybody. 
<laughs> I'm still learning this OBS thing. So, so there it is. So, if you kind of look there, the uh, center dot is Durice, Durice. That's where it is, right there. It's a pretty big chunk of land, and it actually used to be an old mine that the trains had a direct connection to, and we think that they they mined it out specifically for a dump. All right, so that's pretty cool stuff. Pretty cool, pretty cool. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. So, um, now there's a lot of different kind of speculation uh, with with the bell and and what happened to it. Uh, there's not a whole lot of information. Uh, Igor has actually talked to a, cu a couple of the, of the people that were involved in the strategic. Um, movement of the Nazis after World War II because they actually had a plan. And I should also mention a very important note about this whole Nazi bell issue thing. It was actually classified as the highest classification within the Nazi government. It had the highest classification, even over nuclear weapons, okay? What was so, the classification called? Uh, I can't remember. It's just like it it had its own its own thing. Okay. I think because it was, like it was war war something. Yeah, it has it had to do with the national security of Germany. Yeah. And it had a direct impact on the national security of Germany. So this is why people really think that this thing had multiple technologies derived from it. Okay, because it was something new to them, and they weren't too sure of what it was going to do. But they really yeah. had some, some interesting insights of what it could possibly do. And that's why it was classified like that. So um, They had lots of military power in mind. That's right, exactly. They wanted world domination, obviously. Well, they yeah. kind of got it. You know what I mean? Uh, mm -hmm. Because the word is that, and Igor goes through this too, Along with uh, Joseph Farrell. I also watched uh, that interview through uh, from Project Camelot. It's about 11 years ago. And the Igor one is about 10 years ago. And definitely both watched both of those. Uh, Igor Kitrowski. Um, uh, so what they were saying is that, and they, they kind of had documentation to back it up, that they always the Nazis always had this kind of like, um, friendship with Argentina, okay? And the word is that they moved everything down to Argentina, and after the war had ended, they continued to work on it down there, which is awfully damn close to Antarctica as well. So that's mm -hmm. interesting. And there, I know uh, if you've ever gone through the FBI files um, from the U.S. government, they have uh, a file on Adolf Hitler, which... They, he was seen in Argentina after the war. So I don't really believe that he's, he one-offed himself or whatever. Because it seems that each country seems to have their own theory of what happened to Hitler. The Russians got their own, the Germans, and then the, the U.S. got the Allies, right? But they all have a different scenario for his death. And none of it adds up. And it doesn't add up because he went to Argentina and then to Antarctica. You know what I mean? So, um... That's definitely worth a look into as well. So, um, uh, 
Now, one of the technologies uh, that derived from the Bell, we believe, is the Foo Fighters. I'm not too sure. And yeah. I'm not talking about Dave Grohl's band, all right? Even though it is the exact same spelling. <laughs> and perhaps he had those in mind when he created the name. Who knows, right? We'll never know. But uh, the Foo Fighters were only seen at the tail end of the war. And these things would actually, when the Allied planes were coming in, they would swoop in, a couple of them at a time, and they would actually circle around the craft to try and disorient and cause, like, um, uh, throw them off off track and kind of cause turbulence and stuff and electromagnetic interference so the planes would go down. And I do have a couple of pictures of that. I'm going to bring it up right now, and you can take a look at it. All right. So I got that guy and that guy there. I'll blow this one up so you can get a little bit better look at her. And this guy too. Okay. So if you look at the picture on the left side, it's a big, looks like a B-52 or something like that, Flying Fortress. And there's two dashes of light on the one kind of top end of it. That's a Foo Fighter. And also on the right side picture, you see a little ball at the on the tail. That's a Foo Fighter as well. Um, and furthermore, I actually have an article that was found uh, in one of the uh, newspapers from Paris, France at the time, 1944 specifically, December 18th, or is that maybe a th maybe it's 13th? Hard to say, but uh, it says silver balls floating in air, Nazis' newest war device, and this is from the. Old, old, old Associated Press. And it says, As the Allied armies ground out new gains on the Western Front today, the Germans were dis disclosed to have thrown a new device into the war. Mysterious silvery balls which float in the air. Pilots report seeing these objects both individually and in clusters during forays over the Reich. The purpose of the floors was not immediately evident. It is possible that they represent a new anti-aircraft defense instrument or weapon. This dispatch was heavily censored at Supreme Headquarters. So that's pretty cool. So there's definitely yeah. proof there that these things were around. Right? So, and everyone's yeah. talking about it. So that's pretty cool. You know what I'm saying, Calvin? You know what I'm saying, boy, yeah. boy? All right, all right. So do you have anything to add to that, Calvin? Um, not really. Not really? You covered a lot. Not really. You covered <laughs> a lot of what I kind of studied. Yeah? Did I miss anything, yeah. uh, perhaps, that you found that I did not? Um, maybe if we can find the name for the, uh, classification was under classifications. What do you mean? Oh, you know, actually the, uh... you bring up a good point. Now, when you guys are out there searching this stuff up on your own, we highly recommend that you do not use Google. Because Google sucks, okay? It's highly censored. 
If you want to go look for stuff, use DuckDuckGo or something. Something else, okay? Because you will get a whole pile of different information if you start using other uh, more reliable, uncensored uh, search engines. Okay? Yeah, exactly. So, and don't look up, for this particular category, don't look up anti-grav or anti-gravity. Look up electrogravitics, Okay. Now, I'm going to bring up a, a website that uh, Dr. Stephen Greer has in regards to this very topic. So let's take a look at that. Alrighty. Alright. Can you see that, Calvin? Yeah, kind of. It's hard to read it. Okay. Well, that's, that's blown up fully, eh? Yeah. Okay. And Calvin is uh, at his house today, so unfortunately we aren't together. So we're going to, unfortunately, have to put up with kind of things like this. So this is Dr. Stephen Greer's website. And um, I myself uh, purchased the CE5 app, which is um, the... It gives you instructions on how to communicate with the uh, extraterrestrials using meditation. It's really effective. And uh, if you haven't seen Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind that he produced, it was just released last year, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Okay? Because it, it goes through the whole spiel. And it's really cool. But for today, let's look at this. So, electrogravitic, magnetogravitic propulsion and energy systems. We are working with several scientists who have proof-of-principle systems that use electromagnetic frequency devices to cause lift and mass cancellation. This means an object can become weightless and moved with very little energy over long distances. Described in the prestigious journal Jane's Defense Weekly and in Nick Cook's book Race to Zero Point, these very advanced energy and propulsion systems unfortunately became highly classified in the early 1950s. Developed by T. Townsend Brown, Dr. Byfeld at Princeton, who worked with Albert Einstein et al., these systems have been studied and reproduced by various scientists over the years. In the highly classified aerospace in industry, such flying devices were dubbed flux liners because they used the quantum vacuum flux field to provide energy and propulsion. The early aerospace prototypes used only a 24-volt marine battery as a power-up system, after which the device went over unity, drawing its power from the quantum vacuum of space. And that gets into our last video about free energy and the torus, how that works. It is time for such scientific advances to benefit humanity, and this can only happen through adequate funding support for these brilliant researchers and the widespread implementation of these systems in our transportation infrastructure. Once fully developed, this technology will enable cars, trucks, aircraft, and ships to move in the air silently without the use of conventional engines that use oil, diesel, or gas. Surface roads will become unnecessary 
saving untold billions of dollars in road and bridge building and maintenance worldwide, and freeing millions of prime acres of land for agricultural and recreational uses. Aerospace applications will enable humans to travel vast distances in space without the need for fuel payload or rocket engines. And there you have it. That is it in a nutshell. That's pretty cool, eh, Calvin? Yes, ma'am. And we are (laughs) on... Yeah, we, like... We are on the cusp of this technology being released. And as far as we're concerned, it'll probably be released in the next... Two to six years. Somewhere in that range. Oh? What's that? That long? Yeah, it's going to take that long. Because Trump's got to finish... You know, he's got to get through this friggin' debacle of a fucking election first and then he's got to right. like drain the rest of the swamp okay because they're only going to tackle like the main swamp guys first get them out of town mm-hmm. and then there's probably some other little dudes buried in the government you know and get yeah. the education system fixed up and um things like that before before we uh, start seeing it so yeah that's True. you know really cool stuff and obviously like um it's interesting that that patent from Salvatore Pius was released first, and then the free energy, and then the super cool semiconductor, because all those technologies actually fit into one, and that's why uh, the triangle spacecrafts and stuff can travel into space and far off distances because they don't require fuel or rockets. Um, over Unity Energy. Um, you can pick it up anywhere you want to go, so you never run out of power, which is really pretty sweet. You know what I'm saying, the boy? is energy, man. That's right, exactly. So, I thought I had a couple other things. Uh, oh, yeah, let's take a look at this. Can you see that, Calvin? Just a sec. Hmm? There yeah. is this website as well that I found, and I definitely recommend people um, uh, going through it. To uh, get a get a better idea of of electrogravitics, okay. And I found this very readily using uh, the DuckDuckGo search engine. So you guys should definitely take a look into these different articles from various people, different scientists, and things like that. So you know, there's a pile of people in here. Really, really great stuff. You know. Really cool. So, yeah. Yeah. That's that. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Alrighty. Just want to see something here, Calvin. Just kind of looking at her time to see kind of what's going on. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of where we stand with, um, with anti-gravity. Anti-gravity. Uh, and we've pretty much covered it in a pretty good, uh, like our videos uh, from Nikolai Tesla to uh, Otis Carr, you know, free energy, and then anti-grav. You know, they all kind of fit into place like that uh, through through time. So um, that's kind of our spiel about anti-gravity today. Pretty cool, yep. huh? Now, um, 
we're kind of going to tip a little bit into uh, current events. Uh, we did mention a couple weeks ago that we would be doing two episodes a week, but unfortunately we haven't had the time to do it. Uh, I kind of got myself uh, a new position somewhere, so I'm um, kind of getting used to that. And uh, once I'm good to go, we'll start doing two videos a week. But uh, in the meantime, we'll just kind of cover what we want to talk about uh, today as well. So I know Calvin did a lot of research last week on what was on what was happening. You uh, want to get into into that, Calvin? Uh, what do you want to talk about? What kind of incident? Well, I'm just talking about like stuff going on in the U.S. with Trump and things like that. Obviously, we know that uh, there is a butt ton of National Guard in Washington D.C. right now for inauguration yeah. day. Uh, now. There's kind of a, um, how would you say, a difference of opinion on who sent those National Guard in there. Um, the Democrats are claiming that they did it. And yet when President Trump came on and gave his little speech there uh, Friday night, I believe it was, or Thursday night, he said that uh, he had sent them in. So it's really hard to say who did what. But it doesn't really matter because the military is on Trump's side. Because military, anybody in the military, I was in the military actually, which I haven't said anything about yet uh, on any of these videos. Uh, I think on our introductory. No, I never mentioned it. I kind of skipped by oh. that period. So I was actually uh, involved with the uh, reserve forces here in uh, Ontario. And I was part of the uh, Brockville Rifles. And I swore an oath to uphold our constitution from foreign and domestic threats and our government is a domestic threat okay so uh just like those guys the national guard they swore an oath to um to uphold domestic threats too so that's pretty much we think what's going to happen on inauguration day they're probably just all going to sweep in there and fucking arrest everybody and yeah. then uh trump will be inaugurated and that's that's it you know, but uh, really hard to say if that's what's actually going to happen or not. I mean, there's a lot of speculation. And if it is indeed uh, pristine military planning at its finest, then that is definitely something we're not going to find out until it actually happens. But there are definitely yeah. a pile of National Guard in D.C. right now. So, and actually 2,000 of which were just sworn in by one of the judges there. So that's that's pretty interesting as well. So, uh, what did you find anything uh, interesting out there, Calvin? Uh, do you want to talk about the impeachment? Yeah, why don't you go ahead and uh, start that off? Uh, okay. Uh, so, I don't know when it started. Because I, I was kind of caught in the middle of it when it happened. I saw it on Newsmax. Okay. And... There was a bunch of people basically going up to the stand and kind of, because I don't really know how this kind of stuff works. So they were just going up to the stand and um, saying, like, uh, whose side they're on, if uh, he should get impeached or not. Oh, yeah. And there was a bunch, a bunch of people in the, I think that's like the, uh, what is that? Where the uh, people with the hammer is. Oh, that's the, uh, that would be the House uh, Judiciary Committee, I believe. Or the House yeah. Intelligence Committee. I think it might be the House Intelligence Committee. That's where all yeah. like the congressmen yeah. 
go and they say their little spiel and Jerry Nadler's up there, goofball. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, and uh, what's so, so yeah, they basically impeached Trump again. I believe it was last Thursday. Thursday? Uh, I could be wrong on that. It was either Thursday or Friday. Anyway, yeah. uh, for crimes Thursday. and misdemeanors, because they were saying that he was he was causing violence oh, on yeah. uh, on January sixth at the Capitol, but it wasn't actually him. Uh, because I mean, just like the new um, uh, Congresswoman out of uh, Georgia, she's she was only in for like a week or something, and she actually stood up and said, "This is ridiculous." Like. And I can't remember her name right now off the top of my head, but she's saying, like, Trump, over the last four or five years, held over 600 rallies in the U.S., and not one of them were ever violent, not one with the cops ever called. So what the hell are you talking about? And she's right. Like, Trump's not the one who incited the violence. It's the Democrats and their little Antifa BLM buddies doing it. And Friday, a guy was actually arrested from uh, BLM Antifa for raiding the Capitol. So it wasn't yeah. actually a Trump supporter or Trump supporters. And Trump specifically said that they should peacefully march and patriotically make their voice heard. That's right. And keep law and order. Trump constantly yeah. tells people to keep law and order. And he's, and he's right. You know what I mean? Like the last thing we need is uh, for everybody to go to like civil war and start causing a bunch of problems. You know? Jeez. So, um, yeah, definitely. Definitely, man. That's crazy stuff right there. So we'll see what happens. Um, there's speculation that Nancy Pelosi is only going to bring the articles of impeachment over to the Senate on the 19th. And normally this is done right away. And even last year when they impeached him the first time, how long did it take her to get those over? Like a month or something? And we think that was actually done because at the same time, that's when COVID hit the U.S. soil. At the same time. Look that up. That's interesting. So she was obviously doing it to make sure that their plans were in place before before the impeachment stuff. And he got fully exonerated from the Senate for that one too. And he's going to get exonerated again. Even if it, I mean, if it goes through. I mean, if these guys all get arrested by the military, then it's not going anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, they're all going to jail anyway. They can spend their time in Guantanamo Bay thinking about it for the rest of their lives. Yeah. that's what they're going to be doing. You know what I mean? So, whatever, dude. You know what I mean? Yep. So, yeah. Any other uh, news of interest, Calvin, that comes to mind? Hmm. Uh, how much How much miles did uh, Trump achieve with his wall recently? Like, uh, I just know that he was there. Something? He kind of signed it, and he had a little, um, little shindig there with everybody in the TV cameras and stuff like that. But um, yeah. I'm not sure. I think there's a pretty good chunk done. Like when they started it, there was actually an existing wall there, and so it had yeah. to be refabricated. It was the uh, the normal or wait what? Yeah, like there was our part of the wall was already in existence. So oh. they just kind of went in there and fixed it up, made it the way it is now. Okay. So. And I know they um, had some natural kind of walls from like the natural barriers of nature and that kind of stuff, like uh, heavy rivers, big mountains. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And he said like uh, crime rates dropped 
like 90%, 80%, 70% in different places all That's around right. where the border was. That's right. And they were like bringing in all these illegal immigrants. And part of the reason for that was to shift elections because they do it in Canada too. That's why Canada takes in so many friggin' refugees because it changes the elections. They're obviously going to vote for the government that brought them in. Right. Yeah. So this is one thing in Canada we also we have to get under control too because as of right now there's no war happening so there's absolutely no reason for these people to be displaced all the time. We should yeah. be looking at fixing up their homeland and keeping them there because that is their home. You know what I mean? Yeah, Not that I mind agree. having immigrants in our country because my you know my family immigrated here from from Germany. So um, you know, but just because of what the direct effect is of mass immigration and its negative effects on elections and other things. That's what we need to get, um, under control. So, yeah. Yeah. Anything else, Calvin, you want to talk about buddy? Um, not really, actually. I think that's everything. What okay, about you? Cool. All right. So we're going to leave it at that tonight. Um, unfortunately, we didn't have any specific details for our uh, new stuff. It was just kind of something I decided on the fly. So, yeah. uh, But I'm sure you guys out there already know all that stuff. I mean, uh, we're getting to the precipice of the uh, storm, you know. And um, I just want to reiterate that, you know, just stay calm. Don't cause any problems out there, people. Love one, one another. Even though maybe you have some Democratic friends or whatever, you know what I mean? Uh, just because they the have side. a different opinion doesn't mean you should hate on them. Okay? So exactly. love will save this planet and uh, let's all work hard towards that. Meditate, okay? Uh, Calvin and I both meditate and you should too. Clears the mind. It gives you, gives you more energy for more pure thought diagnosis. Okay? And... Uh, yeah, I guess that's about it, eh, dude? Yep. So, peace so. out. Peace.